if you're going to remain good for a long period of time and helpful to the number of clients that you are called to serve, you need to keep getting better. You should study by reading, watching videos, taking workshops, taking classes, getting your own coaches, getting an advisory board to work with you. Always be making sure that you're using the best methods and the best tools for your clients. You are an amazing human being. You're a coach or expert who works hard to make a positive difference for your clients. I'm Joss Willard, and my mission is to help good coaches like you make great profits so you can live an amazing life helping the people you're meant to serve. This podcast is here to help with that. We'll be bringing you the information, resources, experts, and perspectives to allow your practice to make a difference, support the life you want, and reward you fairly and well for the impact that you bring. Welcome to Profit for Coaches. One of the biggest challenges of having a profitable coaching practice is that it seems like there are so many people out there calling themselves coaches that it's really, really hard to compete. It's re- it seems very difficult to be able to say, yes, I'm a coach and I'm a good coach and have people believe you. Well, fortunately, there are a lot of ways that you can set yourself up to answer that question without having to actually sit down and answer that question. And today, we're going to talk about six of them. Hi, I'm Joss Willard, host of Profit for Coaches. Enjoy the episode. Real quick, before we get started, I want to make sure that the time you invest here is profitable. And the best way to do that is to make sure you grab a copy of the free ebook, The Four Must-Haves for a Profitable Coaching Practice. It's absolutely free. It's worth every penny. It outlines the four areas that every profitable coaching practice on the planet has in common. And thus, they're the four things that you must have nailed down in your coaching practice if you want it to be consistently profitable. So if you want an easy to understand, very specific tool that makes it crystal clear where to be focusing your attention in your practice and what you can safely ignore to ensure that your practice is consistently profitable and supports the life that you want to be living, go to ProfitForCoaches.com and download your copy of the four must-haves for a profitable coaching practice today. When we're talking about building a profitable coaching practice, one of the things that we have to do is we have to ensure that we are credible. Because as you've heard me say time and time again, you can only successfully sell things to people in direct proportion to the trust and credibility you have built with that person. So when we're talking about building credibility, one of the things that we need to look at are standards of service. Why? Well, in the coaching industry, anyone can call themselves a coach. It is one of the biggest challenges that we have as coaches. It's one of the biggest challenges that our prospects and customers have is that anyone can call themselves a coach and there's no way to really tell what that means, if they're any good, et cetera, et cetera. Now, I am not the person that is calling for regulation of the coaching industry. I am not a believer that we need to have some sort of overarching organization that says, you know, yes, you have checked all of the boxes and been blessed and we will now give you our seal of approval so that people know that you are a quality coach. Quite frankly, every organization that has stepped up and said that that's what they're doing, um, I have issues with because mostly they're just grabbing money from coaches to say, you know, pay us X number of dollars and we will tell people that we think you're credible. Okay, great. So how credible are you as an organization to tell people that I'm credible? And it's it's a giant circle. Anyway, that's a whole nother dark rabbit hole to go down. But the point is, coaches have a credibility problem. One of the ways that we build on our credibility 
is to have strong standards of service. And that's what I want to talk about today. Now, before I get into this, though, I want you to understand there are six standards of service that I want to talk about today. But do not assume that these six standards of service that we're going to talk about are going to set you apart. These six areas, these six standards are what any good, smart, educated consumer will expect to see from you. If you don't uphold these six standards of service, your credibility will be in the toilet, as it should be. So, what are they? Well, very simply, one through six, not necessarily in order of importance, just in order of the order in which I thought of them. Number one, quality of service. Number two, the best methods and tools. Number three, responsiveness. Number four, credentials. Number five, client importance. And number six, appropriate pricing. So I'm going to touch on each of them just for a minute or two. Um, Today's not really getting into the deep dive of how to have each of these. I just want to touch on the things that we should be seeing from a coach. And if you want your practice to be profitable, you need to have a way to deliver on these areas. So number one, quality of service. You would think that that's pretty self-explanatory. Your quality should be high, right? Don't take somebody's money and then not give them the results they're looking for. Don't take somebody's money and then just, you know, sit and chat with them and, and become their best friend and and you're you're just a paid friend, right? As a coach, make sure that you are showing up, that you're using a methodology that is appropriate to the client and that you are genuinely invested in helping the client get their results. Another way to make sure that we get this quality of service is by making sure that we're using a red velvet rope policy. We're only working with people that we that we can get our best results with. We're only working with ideal clients, the types of people that we can do our best work with. Because if we're working with people that it's not possible for us to do our best work with because we didn't bother to screen them, it looks like our quality of service is lower. And quite frankly, it is. Because if we can't give somebody our best work, they're not getting our best work. Therefore, by definition, the quality is lower. So first standard of service, make sure you're high quality, make sure you're doing your best work with people. And the best way to do that is to make sure that you're only working with people that you can do your best work with. So number one, quality of service. Number two, best methods and tools. I mentioned this on an earlier episode. You should be educating yourself. You should be making sure that you're not just an evangelist for a single system. And this is how a lot of us get into coaching. And there's nothing wrong with getting into coaching this way. But a lot of people get into coaching because we had a challenge in our own lives, in our own business, and we looked and we searched and we found a method that worked for us to solve that problem. And then what happens is we find out, oh, wow, you can get certified in this method or you can you can learn this method. Or even some of us don't even do that. We just go, you know what? This is the best book I've ever read. We become an evangelist. We start telling everybody and their dog about this particular method that we learned or book that we read or teacher or guru that we worked with and how great their system was. And at some point, some of us start trying to teach it ourselves or coach it ourselves. And maybe we go get certified in it, or maybe we just read the book over and over again. Maybe we're just really good at translating. Uh, maybe the original person who wrote it or presented it uh, wasn't great at being understood. And we're really good at that. Either way, we become a coach. So that's fine to start there, but you can't stay there. You have to, if you're going to remain good for a long period of time and helpful to the number of clients that you are called to serve, you need to keep getting better. You should study by reading, watching videos, taking workshops, taking classes, getting your own coaches, getting an advisory board to work with you. Always be making sure that you're using the best methods and the best tools for your clients. I am always 
looking to see what else is out there. Even if it's something that I don't agree with, by by understanding that it's there I can, and, and learning about it, I can be firmer in my understanding and my positioning of why I don't use that or why my method for this particular thing is better in my opinion or even objectively so, right? We always want to be making sure that we are providing the best methods and tools to our clients, right? So that's number two. Number three, responsiveness. How hard is it for a client or a prospect to get you to return a phone call or return an email? How quickly do you get back to somebody who needs you? Now, I'm not saying that you should be dropping everything to answer an email whenever it comes in or answer a phone call or give out your, you know, your, your cell number so that you can be answering text messages immediately. No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is set up your systems and set up your processes so that you can get back to someone in a reasonable period of time. And then set expectations. Be very clear to people how long they can expect to wait to hear from you. If you fill out the contact form, the contact me form on my website, it tells you expect a, expect a reply within two business days. It's usually much faster than that. But the expectation is set two business days. So they know. So standard of service number three, responsiveness. Be easy to get a hold of in a reasonable time period. Number four, credentials. Again, we get back into coaching credentials. In the coaching world, credentials are pretty sketchy. Um, quite often, a credential certified just means that you paid somebody a couple thousand bucks or 5,000 bucks or whatever to be able to say that you are certified in their method, right? And they, they'll, for some people, there's not even any training involved. It's just like, yep, you pay me the money, here you go. Now you can call yourself a certified coach in XYZ. But we'll leave that aside for now. If you have certifications, if you have credentials that are relevant to your clients, that are relevant to what you are providing, tell us you have them. Because for the people who are searching for letters after names, for the people who are looking for credentials, that's going to matter. For the people who aren't looking for credentials, it's still comforting to know that you have them. If you have a credential that is relevant and you don't tell us about it, it doesn't help you. So if you do have them, use them let us know you have them. Now, that being said, only relevant credentials. Unless you are teaching people or coaching people on how to be a successful spelling bee winner, nobody needs to know that you won the spelling bee in sixth grade. No one needs to see that plaque. No one needs to know that you have a bunch of, like in my case, I've got a bunch of old Novell Netware certifications because when I was younger, I was trained in how to be a Novell Network engineer. Nobody cares. It has it has almost nothing to do with coaching. There's actually some cool stuff that I got from there that, I, that does help with coaching systems and things like that, but it's not relevant. So nobody cares. So I don't talk about it. I do not have my old, you know, 1990 something Novell Netware certification certificate framed and mounted on my wall for people to see. It's not relevant. I don't talk about it, except for today. So this is the last you'll hear about it. <laughs> if you have relevant credentials, tell people. If you don't, don't worry about it. Actually, if you don't and you need them, if they're helpful for your clients and for you, go get them. Get the training. Let me say it this way. Don't go get a credential just to have a credential. And don't let not having a credential or not having a certification stop you from providing a service or stop you from marketing if they're not required. If they are required, go get them. Not for the certification, but so that you can provide the result to your clients. For example, 
do not hold out and try and teach book yourself solid methodologies to people without being a certified book yourself solid coach. Do not go try to teach people profit first unless you are a certified profit first professional. Do not try to teach people the profit for coaches method unless you are me, unless you are certified in profit for coaches. It's somebody else's intellectual property. You don't have the right legally to be holding out saying, I teach that. So if you want to teach those things, go get certified. That's just a no brainer. But if you are teaching cash flow management to people and you're familiar with the profit first method and you're familiar with the cash projection, let's say you have five different particular tools on cash flow management. You don't have to be profit first certified to teach cash flow management to people. I highly recommend you go get profit first certified because it's one of the best cash flow management systems out there. And if you're going to be teaching people cash flow management, you might, we, let's go back to using best methods and tools, right? You know, standard of service number two. So if there is a best method and tool out there that you need to be certified in to use it, then go get certified in it and have that credential and uphold it and hold it out. But if there's not, don't worry about it. Don't go get a bunch of credentials just so you can have a bunch of credentials. So that's number four. Number five, client importance. How do you make your clients feel? Do you make your clients feel important? Do they feel like they matter to you or do they feel like they're inconveniencing you? Do they feel like they're a bother to you or do they feel like you're only there because you're paying them or because they're paying you? Now, most of the time, I mean, if we, if we break it down to the very, very basics, you are only there because they're paying you because that's the, that's the nature of a transactional relationship. There are certain boundaries around the fact that I'm not going to show up and coach you unless you are a paying client, at least not to the same extent that I would pay, that I would coach someone who's not a paying client, right? Same with you. You need to be able to protect your life, protect your time, have boundaries in place. But your clients need to feel like they're important. They need to feel like, and it should be true, that you genuinely care about them and that the money isn't the only reason that you are there. The money is the thing that they're exchanging to get this level of investment from you of energy and time and knowledge, but they also need to feel that it's worth it. Because remember, they need to feel like they're getting the better end of the deal. So make sure that your clients feel like you care, feel like they're important. Number six, have an appropriate price. We've talked about pricing. We'll get, go again, review the 12 pricing strategies. When we talk about appropriate price, what I'm talking about is it's really hard to hold yourself out as a premium service provider when you're charging bargain basement prices, when you're competing on price and trying to be the lowest priced coach on the block in your specialty, right? So when we're trying, we're talking about credibility, building credibility, make sure your pricing matches your marketing, matches your positioning. So if you are trying to tell people that you're a premium coach, you can't be doing that and saying it's, you know, $50 an hour to work with me. On the other hand, if you are telling people that you are the the every person's coach and that you're there to help someone who has who has money problems and doesn't know how to manage uh, manage money and so you you like to help the people that are in financial trouble, it's really tough to say that and then say it's $10,000 to work with me for a weekend, right? They're not congruent and so it doesn't help your credibility. So Again, we can get into all the different things about pricing later, but as far as credibility building and the six standards of service, just make sure that your price is appropriate to the persona that you bring, to the market that you target, and all of that. So one more time, just to review the six standards of service that will build and maintain your credibility. And once again, these are baseline. Every coach should have these. Sadly, they don't. So if you have these six things, I'm, I'm trying to tell you that if you have these six things that won't set you apart, 
they'll set you apart from the people who don't care enough and who shouldn't have clients, but they won't set you apart from competent, credible coaches. What they will do is just show that you are at the very minimum one of those. So again, number one, quality of service. Make sure that it's high. Number two, best methods and tools. Make sure that you're continuously up to date and using the best methods and tools. Number three, responsiveness. How hard is it to get you to return an email? Number four, uphold the expected and relevant credentials. Number five, make sure your clients feel important, preferably by making sure they are important. And number six, have appropriate pricing. That's it. If you do these six things, you will at least be credible or believable as a coach. If you can't, then you're part of that problem. You're part of that sea of people out there calling themselves coaches that just muddy up the waters for good coaches. Don't be that person. We'll catch you next time. That's it for this episode of Profit for Coaches. I've been your host, Joss Withard. To make sure you never miss a new episode, go to ProfitForCoaches.com to subscribe now. You'll also find all the show notes, resources, guides, links, freebies, and other goodies that we mentioned on the show. Plus, we've got some special bonuses there just for our subscribers. So to make sure you profit fully from this and each new episode of Profit for Coaches, go to ProfitForCoaches.com now.